0: praise God what a great night we've had so far the praise and worship time was great and uh, I uh, wanted to to say the last couple days how the Lord has really confirmed what he wanted me to speak on tonight at the men's breakfast yesterday morning Uh, Donnie Green spoke to the men and he spoke from the same chapter I'm going to speak about, and and he talked about abiding in the vine and having the power of the of the Holy God come come through this. And uh, wow! And then this morning, that John 15 as well was was used, and uh, I just had to thank God again and again for that. Um, so thank you for being here tonight. And I'd like to, like to start off with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, you are awesome, you are great, and we love you. And Heavenly Father, you and you alone deserve all of the praise and glory and honor. And Lord, I just pray that this message that you've given to me, Lord, would not fall upon deaf ears. Lord, I just pray that all of our hearts would be receptive and be open and be fertile for your word and for the working of the Holy Spirit. And Father, I just thank you for what you're going to do ahead of time, how lives will be changed and, and thoughts will be changed. And God, we give you the glory and the praise ahead of time. In Jesus' precious name, amen. John 15, if you would. John chapter 15, if you have your swords with you, or you can look up on the wall. (laughs) But uh, the title is, Pruning with a Purpose. Pruning with a Purpose. John 15, verses 1 through 10, and I'm going to be reading from the NIV. I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. Such branches are picked up and thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be given you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you obey my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have obeyed my Father's commands and remain in his love. Jesus tells a story about the importance of our connection to the true source of life, of the true source of power. Jesus uses the example of the vineyard, of the vine and of the branches. Just as electricity provides the power necessary for the bulb to produce light, so the vine pro- provides the life necessary for the branches to produce fruit. Donald Gray Barnhouse, great evangelist from the past, wrote this. And I, when I found it, I thought, I've got to share this with, with you tonight. In Hampton Court near London, there is a grapevine under glass. It's about a thousand years old and has only one root, which is at least two feet thick. Imagine that. Some of the branches are over 200 feet long. Because of skillful cutting and pruning, the vine produces several tons of grapes Every year. Even though some of the smaller branches are 200 feet from the main stem, they still bear much fruit because they are still joined to the vine and allow the life of the vine to flow through them. The same is true of the true vine, Jesus Christ. God the Father is the vine grower, and the true believers are the branches. As branches, you and I, we are spiritually alive. Yet we can only grow if we are connected to the true vine, which is Jesus. As long as we are connected to Jesus, the power of the Holy Spirit can flow through us and keep us spiritually alive. My message for tonight has three primary purposes. Pruning, fruit-bearing, fruit bearing and abiding. First of all, pruning. Here again the words from John 15 verse 2 where Jesus says, "The Father removes every branch in me that does not bear fruit. Every branch that bears fruit, he prunes to make it bear even more fruit." God prunes the branches that bear fruit to allow the branch to bear even more and better and best fruit. Vines left to themselves will grow in every direction and produce huge canopies of shoots, leaves, and branches. Unless that canopy is controlled, the vine will not yield much fruit. At first glance, pruning may seem to be a counterproductive activity because what you are pruning would seem to most people be a very healthy vine. A vine, in fact, may look healthy, but if it's not bearing much fruit, it's all show and no tell. Unfortunately, there are many people in our churches today that are exactly like that. It seems to me that Jesus was concerned that the disciples might be facing this same problem. Jesus was not interested in his disciples being showy any more than he is interested in the disciples of today being showy in his church. What Jesus is more interested in is fruit-bearing believers. Let me be clear. Pruning is not punishment. It is done so that the tree or plant can be even more productive, so that it will be even more fruitful. Pruning sounds destructive, but it's actually very creative. I believe God prunes our lives to shape us so we can look more like Jesus. Sometimes the pruning involves removing sin or other distractions from our lives. Sometimes God's pruning is painful. But over time, he is changing us to be more like his son, Jesus. Because God loves us, he prunes and he shapes us, which allows us to bear more fruit for his glory. If the branches could speak, I'm sure they would confess that the, prun- uh, that the pruning process hurts. But they would also rejoice at the end that they would have been able to produce even better fruit. I know that when I'm at home and I'm pruning back bushes and trees and shrubs and, and everything I can find, basically, um, I'm enjoying it. But I have a purpose in mind. When I see those trees and those shrubs and bushes, even, even when they look like I haven't pruned them in six months, which some of them did, um, I, I, I have this picture of how I want them to look. And I actually prune my trees so that I can walk underneath all of them. And I prune them so that all the branches and all the arms are going up. Because to me, it's a symbol of praise and worship from the trees to my God. And then when I do the shrubs and trees, I I shape them in a, in a, a way so not only do they look Together in unity, so that they're not going each way like this. They're all together and they're all pointing up. I like that. To me, it's a spiritual time, uh, and my wife is smiling because I just love to be outside pruning and shaping and and molding the the trees and and everything. And we have lots of them. So this is my uh, little pruning uh, partner. I've got one that is a very large one that gets the uh, high branches and stuff like that. Then I have a chainsaw. I like to go over to my neighbors when I use that. Um, but I also like to uh, uh, to use other tools, you know, to shape things around. And its I, I don't consider it work. I consider it uh, fun and a good time of therapy and... Um, And so I was out doing all this and this message came to me. And as I was pruning and cutting and stuff, I I just, I could almost feel like, you know, the trees and shrubs and trees and everything are are Christians. It's it's the body of Christ and the master pruner, uh, the vine dresser, God the Father is shaping them so that we are praising his son for all that he did. And um uh, so I got inspired and I said, Lord, I'm gonna I'm gonna speak on that tonight. So um, you know, we we get so many wonderful spiritual applications out of this. And just remember that we are the branches, the true believers of of, of Christ's body. We are the branches. Christ is the vine, and Father God is the vine dresser. And if we stay connected to the, the the vine, the power and the love and everything that we can get from Jesus flows through us. Just like the this big tree in London. Some of the branches, even the smaller branches, are two hundred feet long. So as I was reading that, I was thinking of the far stretching branches that the vine stretches to all over this world we were in Japan last year and I thought that even the branches the vine I mean from here became the branches to Japan and Japan can be branches and the vine can reach all over the earth and I just uh, it, it it just was a blessing for me to even prepare this, and, and and one of the things that that I believe is that you will never see a branch pruning another branch. Isn't, it, isn't that interesting? I wonder why that's not possible. And in the spiritual sense, the responsibility of pruning, shaping, and trimming is not the responsibility of other branches or other Christians. That responsibility is God's and God's alone. The master pruner cuts away the dead wood in our lives that might cause trouble. But often, he also cuts off living tissue that is robbing us of spiritual vitality. Pruning does not simply mean spiritual surgery. It is not always just the removal of what is dead. It can also mean cutting away the good and the better so that we may enjoy the best. Then we have fruit bearing. What is meant by fruit bearing? Some suggest that fruit bearing means leading others to Christ and And it does. But this text does not seem to imply that meaning here. It seems that this application is speaking of the spiritual life and power flowing through the vine to the branches. And this spiritual life produces a spiritual fruit, fruits of the Spirit. In Galatians 5.22, we read, The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against such things. Remember the branches do not eat the fruit. Others do. We are not producing fruit to please ourselves, but to give to serve others. A true branch, which is a believer, united and connected with the vine, which is Jesus Christ, will always bear good fruit in Matthew chapter 13 verses 8 and 23 we read that not every branch bears a bumper crop just as not every field yields a bumper harvest but where there is fruit there is always life the branches should have the same DNA as the trunk If God's DNA is love, then our DNA should be love. We have pruning, we have fruit bearing, and then we have abiding. The Gospel of John speaks about abiding in love. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. You abide in my love. I believe that God's word is very clear. We are called to be transformed and reflect the image of Christ and to abide in his love. The more we abide in Christ, the more fruit we bear. The more fruit we bear, the more the Father has to prune us so that the quality keeps up with the quantity. It was in connection with the parable of the vine that our Lord used first the expression abide in me. The biblical image of a vine conveys a deep sense of being connected to the Lord. The more we are connected, the more we are transformed. Such transformation comes from being connected to the true vine, Jesus Christ. Once the vine grower has done his job, all that the branches have to do in order to bear fruit is to stay connected to the vine. Jesus said in verse 5 of John 15, I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who abide in me and I in them bears much fruit because apart from me you can do nothing. The command here is not to produce fruit. The command is to abide in him. I think sometimes when we're talking about producing fruit, sometimes that, become, that can become works. And when I think about abiding in him, that talks to me about relationship. So many, many times what happens in our lives is that we are so involved with the works of the church and the works of the word, and we don't spend the time and we don't, we don't work on the relationship that we have in Jesus Christ. So that's important that we do that and not focus so much on just the works, but we need to spend time with with the Lord. When we are abiding in Christ, the fruit comes naturally because He produces the fruit in us. We don't produce it ourselves. If we abide in Christ, we will bear fruit. We don't have to work at it. We don't have to agonize over it. We don't even have to struggle to produce that fruit. When we are abiding in Christ, we are in the center of God's will. When we abide in Christ, He opens our spiritual eyes to see where He is working. Beloved, we cannot conform to His image. We cannot produce His likeness unless we abide in Him. The daily inflow of the Holy Spirit is the only power to bring forth spiritual fruit. According to our understanding of John fifteen two, we read it this way. Every branch in me that bears no fruit, he cuts down. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. What this means... Plain and simple is that if you are a branch in the vine, which is Christ, then you will experience his pruning in your life. It is necessary and profitable for each believer. We will all go through pruning seasons in our Christian lives. And since it will happen to each of us when it does, it is essential, I believe, that we remember certain vital, important truths that I would like to share with you. First of all, remember that your heavenly Father is the vine dresser. Why does Jesus speak of himself as the true vine? The image of the vine was easily understood by the people in his day. The land of Israel was, was covered with vineyards. It was used in the Old Testament as a symbol for Israel's relationship with God. Isaiah spoke of the house of Israel as the vineyard of the Lord. Jeremiah said that God had planted Israel as his choice vine. The prophet Hosea pointed out that because of Israel's unfaithfulness to God, they had become an empty vine. From beginning to end, God's role is the vine dresser. Remember that our Heavenly Father has a divine purpose for the pruning He does in each life. When the vine dresser goes through his vineyard with a pruning knife, now I'm sure theirs was different than than this one here, but you get the idea. When he goes through with the vineyard with his pruning knife, he has a purpose and a goal for what he wants to do. He does not accidentally cut and slice without regard. He has a purpose, and that purpose is to produce the best fruit possible from his vineyard. Modern-day vine dressers fall into two main categories. First, the one that is concerned with producing as much as he can, and the second is the one who is interested only in producing the best fruit that he can. When he looks at your life and mine, I believe that God has certain expectations. I also believe the scriptures teach that he expects to see love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, long-suffering. The fruit of the Spirit, as we read in Galatians, he wants to see that in us. When our heavenly vine dresser picks up his pruning knife, he does so with that purpose in mind. If there is something in my life that is preventing me from producing Christ-like characteristics, he will prune, mold, and shape me until I have fulfilled the purpose he has for my life and for yours as well. Our Heavenly Father has a purpose when He begins to cut and prune in each one of our lives. He does it with a plan in mind. He knows exactly what He is doing, and He always follows the plans that He has for each one of us. Remember Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. I think it fits real well here. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. I have plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. When we read John 15, we begin to understand a little more of that purpose that he has for each one of us. Quite simply, it is that we not only bear fruit, but that we bear the best fruit. Rest assured, family of God, I believe that when the pruning knife from our Heavenly Father comes upon each one of our lives, it comes with a spiritual purpose in mind. You and I may not always understand what that purpose is but since it is God who holds the knife we know that everything will be good because He is good. He is shaping us to make us more like His Son Jesus Christ the true vine. He is working to remove from us those things that do not help us fulfill the purpose that He has for each one of us. When there is painful pruning process going on in our lives that should be a signal to us that it is time to return once again to study the word of God when there is pruning going on that means he is trying to get our attention and he wants to draw us to his word to find the answers that we need remember the vine dresser only removes what is unnecessary Pruning is necessary in order that the branches of the vine produce the best fruit. When the vine dresser comes through with his pruning knife, he operates under two key principles. All dead wood must be removed. And live wood must be cut back drastically. Because dead wood harbors insects and disease and if rot sets in it can easily be spread to the entire vine. A grapevine grows so rapidly that live wood is cut back drastically to force the vine into producing fruit rather than just wood. Left to itself the vine produces all kinds of growth but not the kind which bears fruit. In the same way, our Heavenly Father moves among each one of us, cutting out the dead wood that we have in our lives. He cannot allow spiritual disease or rot to settle in our lives. He will cut back the live wood in our lives so drastically that sometimes it seems cruel. But He knows exactly what He is doing. His goal is to cut and shape and mold us until He sees fruit in each one of us. Left to ourselves, our flesh will always produce rotten fruit. He moves among us with His pruning knife to remove those dead things from our hearts, such as bitterness, resentment, selfishness, anger, self-centeredness, Arrogance, pride, self-righteousness, and a religious spirit. When we came to Christ, we brought a lot of stuff with us from our old lives. Old habits, old attitudes, old ways of thinking about ourselves and about others. Our Father, the vine dresser, sets to cut out everything that does not reflect Christ in our lives. This pruning process doesn't just last for one day, one week, or even a year. It is something that we cannot say, well, I've been through that and I'm glad that's over. No, this pruning process in our lives happens an entire lifetime. Our heavenly vine dresser prunes us repeatedly. He prunes us constantly. He is removing from us what we do not need. He is removing from us what hinders our growth and our witness for him. It may be painful for a time, but we need to remember that these things that prevent us from enjoying a full and rich life in Christ. Remember that it is also vital that we stay connected to the vine. When the pruning season comes in our lives, we have a tendency to moan and complain. Why is this happening in me? Why, God? What have I done? And sometimes we allow bitterness to grow. It grows silently. And sometimes unnoticed. It hardens and becomes even more difficult for us to rid it from our lives. When that happens, it is because we have failed to recognize that the pruning in our lives that has come from our heavenly father, the vine dresser, he loves us too much to leave us in our old sinful ways. You see, the single most important thing for you and me as Christians is to maintain our vital connection to Jesus, the true vine. Jesus said, remain in me and I will remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. We can produce the fruit of the Spirit only as we remain attached to Jesus. And then we can draw our life from him. At no time is this more important than when we are under the pruning knife of our Heavenly Father. So fellow believers tonight, please remember this. Number one, God's pruning produces fruit-bearing believers if we abide in Him. That's the key. Number two, your Heavenly Father, He's the vine dresser. And it is His hand which holds the pruning knife to shape and to mold each one of us to look like his son Jesus Christ number three your heavenly father has a purpose and a plan for doing all this in your life and mine number four the vine dresser our heavenly father removes only what is unnecessary what does not reflect his image those things that take away from the witness that we could have for the kingdom and then number five it is vital that we stay connected to the vine there are no lone rangers in the kingdom of god we need to be connected to the vine we need to be connected to each other we also need to be connected to the trunk which is god the father So any time that we feel that we are drifting away, that maybe as we as branches are are starting to allow the shoots and to allow the different things in our lives that can attach to us, and it starts to cloud up the, the picture and the connection that we have with God the Father, the first thing that we must do is we must recognize it and and confess it and get back into the flow of the vine because only, my friends, only can we grow and only can we fulfill the purpose that God has for each one of us if we as branches remain connected to the vine. And it's so easy in our human flesh to drift away. And when we see that those things that I talked about uh, earlier, all the different things in our lives that come between us and our Savior, if we recognize it right away, repent of it. Get it under the blood and get reconnected to the vine. Only then can you be fruitful only then can we be free. Only then can we have the power because we can't do it through ourselves. Because he says, without me, you can do nothing. Spiritually, we can do nothing. What counts for the kingdom, we can do nothing if we do it on our own. If it's done out of the flesh, it's like wood, hay, and stubble. It will just be burned up. So remember, We as branches stay connected to the vine. And one of the ways we can do that is to stay in his word. And remember that it's his kindness that leads us to repentance. Father God, I want to thank you for the message of John chapter 15. Father, I want to thank you for the spiritual application that just runs through those verses. And Father God please forgive us of the of the times that we as branches have wandered away and we have allowed other things to creep into into our lives that will take away from the witness that we have for you. God, we need your power we need your love, we need your strength and we can only get that as we are connected to you, the vine as your blood and as your life flow runs through the vines to the branches, Lord we need you, we can't do it without you, Lord we, abide, we have to abide in you so God, I just thank you and praise you for the lesson that we have learned and the lesson that you have given us tonight, Lord So, Father, I just pray that the Holy Spirit would just be with us even more, even tomorrow and all this week, Lord, that the Holy Spirit would bring to our mind that we are the branches and we must stay connected to the vine, which is Jesus, so that we can bring fruit, so that we can have a witness for Christ that may bring others into the kingdom. So, God, I want to thank you and praise you for the movement of your Holy Spirit tonight. And, God, we give you glory, we give you honor, for you deserve it all. In the precious name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. 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 Amen.